Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that efforts refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 11th. In the year of our Lord, 2001, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on Larry Pratt, a discussion of all things liberty. We talked about Joe Biden's new budget proposal. They call it the Build Back Better Act. It contains gun control in it, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that? Where are the Republicans telling you all about it, huh? I had to go to gunowners.org to know more about it. Look out, ladies and gentlemen. It's disaster if you care about the Second Amendment. Biden's ATF, that's the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, nicknamed the ATF. Joe Biden's current ATF is collecting tens of millions of records on gun owners. The internal ATF document was initially obtained by Gun Owners of America. That's a Second Amendment advocacy group if you're not a member or part of Gun Owners. And the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is they're collecting these millions and millions of records. But just so you know, the federal government is prohibited by law from establishing a database of gun owners in the United States. So it's criminal what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. It's against the law for them to collect data or records on gun owners in the United States of America. But understand Joe Biden doesn't care about the law. He's the guy that when the COVID vaccine stay happened by the courts, simply said, move forward, ignore the courts. Well, they're moving forward and ignoring the law when gathering these records on the we, the American people. So they say, but a federal registry of gun transactions from old gun stores amounts to a collection of information on tens of millions of gun owners. So here's what's happening. They've got kind of a loophole in this thing as they play games with the law. They say all businesses eventually cease operation eventually. And it's possible that the ATF program will expand for the feds to collect information on most, if not all, American gun owners. So they're basically right now saying, hey, when a business, a gun business, goes out of business, uh, then we'll just go ahead and get those records. Ladies and gentlemen, it's dishonest. It's against the law. People need to go to jail, but nothing's happening. No one's even speaking out about it, hardly at all, except for gunowners.org and a few groups. But for the most part, you don't even hear about this, do you? Where are your Republican leadership? These folks that want you to vote for them in 22, where are they now? 
All right. They say the rate of new COVID-19 cases in California is skyrocketing. It's now more than twice the rate of that in Florida. Now prompting questions from Californians about the payoff of, quote, health measures such as mandated masks and vaccinations. So they mocked Ron DeSantis when his numbers were going up. Now it turns out that California has twice the rate of Florida. California's going up. Florida doing much better as the numbers go down. Now what do you say? Gavin Newsom was missing for like 12 days. Many are saying, hey, he got a booster cocoa shot and it didn't turn out well. He had a serious adverse reaction. Two sources documenting that reality, but the governor in his, in his uh, governor's office denying that. We'll talk about that later, but that brings up serious concerns indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about a poll most Utahns would not change the name of Dixie State University. That's interesting, but yet they change it anyway, and they say the new name Utah Tech University got unanimous support. How do you get unanimous support if most Americans wouldn't change it? I don't know, but that's how they lie in America, huh? Question for you, ladies and gentlemen. Are you okay with the IRS monitoring your bank account? National Taxpayers Union saying we better push back and stop them. Most people believe we've already stopped the IRS from this shenanigan, but no. It's rearing its ugly head again. And NTU, Pete Sepp and crew warning you about this, saying, hey, it's not over yet. We better be vigilant to stop them or we're in trouble. White House to employers, quote, ignore court order and proceed with vaccine mandate. Yeah, the Biden administration insists that it must, quote, protect workers who face grave danger rights. Art Moore and WND.com. So you got the government literally telling you ignore the courts. But then whenever we say ignore the courts and nullify, they say, how dare you pick and choose the laws that you're going to support, right? Wow. A federal appeals court, by the way, has ordered a halt to President Biden's vaccine mandate on larger private businesses. But the White House is telling businesses to move ahead with the plan anyway. Yeah, that's how it is. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live, baby. That was yesterday. Still available at LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate and download today, would you please? Second hour, Virginia mother, her name is Stacey Langton, who exposed, I should say, pornographic reading material. Well, I guess she's barred from the library. Yeah, they said she can't go to the library. Parents aren't allowed at the library at the government schools anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They might find out what the students are uh, reading and have access to, huh? Anyway, there you have that. So they literally are attacking her. She says, I want to see your policy. They send it over, and it says nothing of the sort. She brings that up to them, and they say, oh, yes, it does. It says that. Well, it all depends on what you read, I guess, right? The battle's on for Americans. The battle's on for parents. Next headline, Fairfax County asks... 12-year-old school children about their sex lives. Yeah, they're asking about their sex acts, their sexual orientation. Yeah. They're asking students whether they identify as transgender, what kind of sex acts do they like, when do they first engage in them, all kinds of perverted stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, what do you expect from the government school? 
the compulsory education system. That's the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. Why is it live and well in America in the first place? And why do parents defend it as they do? They're mad that the government schools are teaching communism and perversion. But that's what the whole thing is designed to do, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you get it? When will you completely wake up? You're half awake now going, this is wrong. I'm glad your moral sensibilities are violated. But you're not ready to go to the next level, which is get your kids out of the government cesspool in the first place. How long do you think they'll teach your kids perversion if your kids aren't there? The answer is they will not. How long do you think the government schools would last if Americans would yank their kids out in droves saying, not to my kid, not happening in my watch, not happening at my home, not happening to my children. See, the government schools would shut down tomorrow. But as long as the parents just complain and rage, they'll just be uh, in war with government schools. They'll be in war with the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto compulsory education system. But there'll never be any real answers. You could defang them tomorrow if you took your kids out. But see, parents aren't serious enough, and the government school knows it. All right, the FBI raided the home of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe, violating his First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. He tells the story about it and says he was in a state of shock. A bone-chilling raid on his home happened in the morning with a battering ram. And if it could happen to him, it could happen to you, ladies and gentlemen. Beware. This is an attack on the First Amendment by the Department of Justice, O'Keefe told Fox News. No doubt about that. I'm calling upon all journalists to take a stand against this, says James O'Keefe. Amen. He's right as rain. There you have it. All right. Boom. New indictment now shows that it was Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump, who colluded with Russia. Yeah, she financed the uh, whole thing, the dossier, if you will, the P-tape and the whole bit. So now what? Is Hillary going to have any accountability? I doubt it. She didn't have any accountability over email server scandal either. The, The Clintons can do whatever they want, ladies and gentlemen. They are above the law. So is Hunter Biden. So is Joe. They're all above the law, and Republicans literally wring their hands and do nothing. Did you hear me? They're all part of the deep, safe swamp, or they're too scared to make a move against it, huh? That's where we really are in America today. The evidence continues to grow, ladies and gentlemen, that it was Hillary Clinton who engaged in collusion with Russia while the Trump campaign suffered for literally two years, and now we find out it was Hillary because her presidential campaign was threatened by the FBI's probe of her mishandling of classified information. So there you have it, more evidence about Hillary's involvement. But, of course, there will be no accountability, I'm sure. Nobody has the guts. All right, we mock the moon landings. They say we went in 69. I don't know that I believe them. They've been trying to go back for years. Now they got to push it back once again. The moon landing could be delayed until 2025, the space agency acknowledged. Yeah, Trump wanted to go there in 2024, but now they say they just can't get it done. Are you surprised? How come we could get there by the end of the decade in 69, but we can't even get there by 2025 now? What's up with that? Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, finishing up the recap of yesterday's show. There's three good news pieces we ended the hour with yesterday. First one, after camping for months, Utah family of 13 finds home thanks to a two-news viewer. Yeah, it turns out a real estate agent found out these guys were homeless. They were camping and literally bought them a home, rented it to them while they work on getting the purchase made themselves. Uh, the reason that the family was homeless is the dad's a firefighter and well, I don't know. By law, he's got to live in a certain jurisdiction uh, to keep his job or a certain area. And so, anyway, it was kind of a problem. That's a great news story about people doing things for one another, being our brother's keeper, looking out for our neighbor, right? We also talked about a man who uh, began drinking alcohol at 14, overcomes addiction after missing his dad's funeral. Now, it's not good he missed his dad's funeral, not good that he's an alcoholic, but good that he's taking action and gaining sobriety. We also talked about a scuba diver finds phone lost two years ago on the bottom of the reservoir, tracks down the owner, and returns it. I don't know how good the phone would be after that amount of time, but hey, hopefully some data can be gathered there, family photos, and a whole lot more, so that's some good news. Speaking of good news, Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com, back with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Can you handle that much good news in a day, sir? <laughs> I, I like the good news. It's, it's, we need more of that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like good food. You don't eat it for a long time, and you eat it, and your body goes, whoa. Uh, it's kind of like that in our society with good news these days, isn't it? It is. We've got we to gotta keep working on enough good news to where you get a steady diet of it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll keep making an effort in that regard. By the way, where's uh, the Honest Money Report? Where's gold sitting? 
Uh, goal sitting at eighteen sixty-five. Even. Yeah, so up about sixty-three dollars. Eighteen sixty-five. Wow, that's pretty good. Silver. Uh, twenty-five twenty-seven. Twenty-five twenty-seven. And what's that? How's that changed? About a dollar, dollar twelve up. All right. So that means the dollar's going down slightly. Well. <laughs> They don't want you to think that. The dollar's been going down slightly a lot over the last long Yeah, time. like you mean it used to be that you could buy, you could trade a, a fiat dollar for a, a silver, eagle silver dollar, and they used to have parity, and now it takes, what, 35 to get one? Yeah, yeah. That kind of like going that. down, you mean? That's exactly what's, what's happening. Falling like a rock, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the hidden tax of inflation is getting out of control, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that's you know, there's a there's an evidence uh, right there that shows the dollar where it really is. You know, it seems like I keep pulling more paper dollars out of my my billfold there uh, to pay for fuel and other things. It just oh, you need another dollar. Oh, oh wait, here, here's two more. What you need more? I mean, yeah, it just keeps pouring in. That's that's where that uh, silver dollar. Uh, uh, it'll still buy. It has some value. You know, it should be a lot higher, but the value, uh, you know, thirty five dollars can still get me some fuel. Or my one dollar bill? Can I buy even a soda for that? Maybe. Yeah, it depends on how big a pop you want, buddy. <laughs> That's right. It's a big goal. Yeah, you get you get more than a can, and it's going to cost you more than a buck. <laughs> That's right. You know, and depending on where you go to get your can, it might cost you more than a buck even for a can these days, uh, or a bottle. Yes. By the way, the big debate is about inflation right now. They're saying they're saying this. Here's a big debate: Is it transitory? Versus persistent, Brian. It's a massive debate that's raging on right now. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's, it's, you want my uh, take? Well, yeah, let's hear it. I'm going to argue for both sides of the debate, sir. Yes, it's transitory. Yes, it's permanent. Yeah. I think. You Why do I say that? Because inflation has been permanent since they jettisoned honest money uh, in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, right? Yeah. Inflation's been going on. So that would suggest the permanency reality, right? And I think that's going to continue to permeate our reality forever as long as we're on dishonest money, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But when we say it's transitory, what does that mean? It means it comes and goes. Well, I think it's been coming and going in the booms and bust cycles on top of the permanency as well. So inflation's a steady robbing of your wealth. But every so often, you get booms and bust cycles that add insult to injury on it. And so it's permanent and transitory. And anybody who argues different doesn't understand economics, Brian. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, we, we, see, we see that. We, we see the effects and can go back and look at, 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 at those effects on both sides of the, uh, of the equation. You're, you're exactly right. All right. Well, happy Veterans Day. That's good news, right? Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, they I say Happy a, Veterans Day. Veterans Day uh, originally was known as Armistice Armistice Day, uh, and it's uh, a federal holiday in the United States observed annually on November the 11th. That's today for honoring military veterans. And uh, you know, I want to honor the veterans. I'm not pro-war, so I don't want to give them a kudos like they're. You know, I don't like the idea of war heroes, but I do like the fact that people are willing to serve their country and. 
And I, even though there, uh, in my opinion, are a lot of unconstitutional, immoral wars, I think a lot of people go for the right reasons. They come back a lot of times disenchanted. That's sad. That's why when we call them war heroes, they're like, don't call me no hero. Because they get it once they've been there. Uh, but I, our prayers do go out to those who uh, have given much for this country. Brian? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I agree. I mean, it's, you know, and, and uh you know, it's just sad. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these veterans over the years, you know, we're losing more and more veterans as, as time goes on. And, and I think that, that voice, which is so important, I think in, in, in uh, uh, the world today or in, in, you know, from, in America today is that they would stand up. They would stand up to a lot of this crowd. I think some of, some are really trying to, to do that, but we've lost a lot that perhaps would be behind the, the backs of those who are trying to, to stand up and say, you know, we've been out there, we've been fighting the fight and for, for what I saw, I saw uh, an, an article that was kind of interesting. It, it said, uh, these soldiers were in the, in the picture kind of coming back and they said, well, perhaps we should be giving these people 465,000 uh, per individual for what they've done. You mean instead of the illegal aliens, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think that might be good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this, you know, I'm not really for handouts of any kind in a general statement. Right. But I do agree when somebody's gone to serve their country and they lose significant help to where they can't support their family or make a living or, in other words, somehow they have put so much on the altar for we the people and for our security and safety and everything else. I do believe that is a fair equitable. We do need to do something about that. That's a difference. Right. That's not socialism, ladies and gentlemen. That's equity for equity, if you will, Brian. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, th I think we're, you know, and that's the sad thing about, you know, the, the things that are happening, that, you know, the negative, perhaps some the negatives that we look at here in this country. I think we could, you know, we could take some of this money that we're just pouring out there and doing this and, and creating, you know, take, you know, I mean, their agenda really should be, okay, how do we, maybe some of the homelessness that's going on or, or how can we help the, the, these veterans and their family, you know, take some of that money and, and put it into resources to really help and improve America instead of just pouring it out here and, and oh, we need that, we're going to do that, and just pouring it out here in wasteful spending and and uh, and and how they handle it and all the money that goes over to to other countries. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to helping other countries, but I think that it's a uh, it needs to be, you know, we need to look at it. It's not like well, hey, you. You help help me accomplish this in my country. I'll, 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 like Biden will sign off these billions of dollars or whatever for you to do or whatever, you know. So, kind of in the bad getting some of the money just because it greases the palm of of those the agenda that uh, they need to accomplish. The, the, I do agree with some money to the veterans because I think it's necessary. Again, when they give up so much equity in terms of their health and oftentimes their lives. Uh, we do need to, to some degree, make people whole for that, that service that has been rendered. Uh, but when it comes to foreign countries, I'm not really for giving them a lot of money. What I am for doing, though, is setting a standard around the world, setting up the light, uh, you know, on a shining hill uh, where people can understand where freedom lies. It's in the Supreme Law of the Land constitutional documents, not because the documents matter. The piece of paper doesn't matter, but the principles enshrined therein, if they're in our hearts, if they're in our understanding of checks and balances, if we insist on them by nature and we jealously defend and guard those liberties and turn to God for guidance and direction and stability and peace and comfort, that's what we need to be teaching the world. And I think if we provided leadership in that regard and then we used our influence of the free market 
in charge of the greatest economic engine the world has ever known. Between those two things, <clears throat> I think we could truly make the biggest difference for nations around the world that want freedom and stability and safety. I don't think we need to arm everybody with military hardware. I don't think we need to run around and play the world's cop to get that done. I think we can set those two standards. Hey, here's the supreme law land. That's what we use to make our country great. You can do it too. So our greatest export should be free, and it should be the Constitution of the United States of America and us teaching the principles that make it work, that make it tick. That, along with providing leadership in the greatest economic engine space known as the free market, that's where we ought to start. When we come back, we'll talk to Brian Rust as we continue with our Honest Money Report. RustQuinnandGift.com. I am Sam Bushman. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A federal judge on Wednesday uses the Americans with Disabilities Act to overturn Texas Governor Republican Greg Abbott's executive order banning mask mandates in Texas schools. U.S. District Court Judge Lee Yeckel barred Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton from enforcing Abbott's order. Kyle Rittenhouse testified Wednesday he was under attack when he killed two men and wounded a third with his rifle during a chaotic night of protest in Kenosha saying, I didn't do anything wrong, I defended myself. The judge in the case is considering a motion for a mistrial as the prosecutor has been making major mistakes in his cross-examination of Rittenhouse. NASA says the moon's surface has enough oxygen to keep billions of people alive for 100,000 years. They say there's actually plenty of oxygen on the moon. It's trapped inside layers of rock and fine dust that covers the moon's surface. We just need to learn how to harness life's precious ingredient. USA Radio News. COVID is spiking again, and it's just not clear how to keep your family safe. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID, and the only way to reliably detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. At the American Veterinary Medical Association Annual Convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. As inflation is slamming American wallets coast to coast, the 6.2% level reported Wednesday was the highest jump in inflation in 30 years. No one is really sure how much higher it will be to heat your home this winter, but it definitely will cost you more this year when compared to the winter months last year. Home heating prices are set to rise by as much as 54% for some households. That's according to the annual Winter Fuel Book Outlook released earlier this month from the Energy Information Administration. President Biden is calling on the oil and gas industry to increase production to meet demand, which is welcome news to Melissa Verna, who tells ABC's Good Morning America. America, the price hikes are certainly going to affect her and her home business. I am nervous about my bill. Um, I run a small business out of my house and I also work full-time remote. So the cost of any bill going up is alarming. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Gentlemen, Sam Butchman, Brian Russ, RussQuentinGift.com on your radio. We are in the middle of the Honest Money Report, as you know. Every Thursday on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, we break down the truth with Brian Rust, RustQuentinGift.com. Honest Money Report, gold. 18.65 right now. Silver, 25.27. And it takes a whole lot more than that to get your favorite coins, though, ladies and gentlemen, because the spot price and the reality of delivery are two different things. Due to the fake money system and due to the fiat reality of paper trade on gold and silver, it's all manipulated, ladies and gentlemen. But we still wish you a happy Veterans Day. And uh, our prayers are with those veterans and our thanks for their service. At the same time, we never want to glorify war. How do you strike that balance of being grateful for those who served and honoring them for their service? But at the same time, not making them out to be uh, heroes. We don't like heroes, warriors. We like good, honest men who do what needs to be done as heroes. I get it. But we've got to be very careful that we don't glorify war in the process. A very tough balancing act for we the people to give them support and love and gratitude for their service. At the same time, not glorify war and make the warriors out to be something more than they are. They're just men and women. Uh, inflation, transitory versus persistent. The debate rages on. I say it's both. And uh, there's a headline, Brian, that I wanted to bring to your attention, too. I find it comical. Here's the question. Is crypto the future of money or the biggest scam? Again, Brian, I say both. (laughs) (laughs) It is the biggest scam, and sadly, it's going to be the future of money, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, there's a number of countries now that are getting on board and trying to uh, move their their system into that crypto or blockchain system. type system so we're yeah i think i think we're seeing more of it uh, yeah, yeah i think i think there's some yeah you know i, I it's crypto is an interesting thing i don't you know it's hard to <laughs> it's, it's maybe hard to grasp or hard to because it's not really there i guess but uh we'll play on words but uh, yeah i you know there there again i think yeah there's people that are making money it's kind of like the stock exchange and so on they're making money in stocks as well and so on and and uh but real, realistically, I think, you know, that's an interesting bubble there, I, I, I believe. I, I just don't know if I can grasp it. I'm, I'm kind of a tangible guy, so I, I, you know, I got it in my hand. I have it in my hand. I don't have it. You know, it's, you know our, our government's looking at maybe going cashless. I think that's where they're pushing things, and so we want to go, you know, using cards to everything. Well, in, the, in that sense, I don't really trust because I don't trust the government. So if they want to tap into my uh, banking system and it's all – um, you know, digital or whatever, they can. They can, you know, if, if they think I'm doing something wrong or even if I'm not doing something wrong but they feel there is something, well, hey, we're, let's, we're gonna we're going to lock you down until we know. Well, that could put, you know, how, a pressure on a person where now they can't function. And uh, there's just so many scenarios that could go into play there. But, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know how where that blockchain or, Bitcoin or crypto is going, but it seems well, like that's here's where it's going. It's eventually going where governments are going to eventually slowly but surely embrace it. They've been letting them grow, knowing full well 
uh, that they have control of them, knowing full well they could pull the calling card and gain control of them. Knowing full, they love it though because it it moves everybody online exactly where they want us digitally in the first place, and so they're allowing this to grow. Where even the patriots are thinking, yeah, we're beating the government not so fast. The reality is they'll just be glad to let you. Uh, in the Hegelian dialectic, think you're advocating for something great, but in reality, you're creating your own demise, ladies and gentlemen. Digital currencies are the future, but they're not the answer. Okay, it'll just All lead right. to greater trouble. Now, I had the opportunity to show my daughter a bunch of gold the other day, and she looks at it, and she says, Dad, it's so pretty. You just know it's valuable, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you're That's getting right. it, sister. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, am, I mean, she looked at it, and she was like, you know what? It's just, you just know that it's valuable. Everybody wants it. You can see it's about you can hold it. You can and you can look and you go, wow. And I go, that's right. That's part of the reason of its intrinsic reality, right, Brian? It is. I mean, most of these palaces and and uh, these unique. Uh, you go back to these buildings and these unique as you travel and you see some of their the buildings and the kings and all these things that have created these structures. There's a lot of gold uh, put on those uh, uh, buildings and. And, uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty. He's right. <laughs> That's a good point. A lot of people yeah. wear it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and so I just told her, I just said, now I want you to lay out a few bills right there and look at your dollar bill and 5 and 10 and 20 and $100 bill. And, and it's just not as captivating, you know. Just <laughs> right. doesn't quite get it. And then I said to her, you know, when they create those $100 bills, it only costs them two and a half cents to create it. And then she began to riot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she began. Well, say, and you look, are you kidding me? That's right. You you look actually though. I I wonder is these countries. You know, it's kind of funny. I uh, there's a lot of countries. You know, their bills are really kind of pretty. They really kind of made some of their currency really a pretty currency. And I I just wonder if the effect of it is okay. We've devalued and uh, we've devalued our currency. We got to make new currency. So instead of going to the old green and black or whatever, let's make it some orange and reds and then the next time they do it well let's add some more color and put some some peacock birds and other birds and this and make it prettier again and they keep i guess our eye if we can see beauty we, we forget the fact that they just devalued and devalued and devalued maybe that's where our country's going we're going to come out with some orange notes or some uh you know reds and orange and purple notes and <laughs> as they devalue our dollar yeah, they've even in other countries too. Some of their currencies are almost like a plasticky feel, so they can like yeah. withstand the abuse of, uh, I don't know what you call it. The, the abuse of use might be the best way to describe it. But in their countries, you know, hey, it's kind of rough. But they're kind of more of a plastic currency where it can't be ripped up or anything like that too. Kind of right, interesting, right? No, it is. Hey, again, I, I all wanted those... to... Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. I I wanted to go jump back there on that on that uh, the the cryptocurrency kind of thing. You know, it's amazing. Don't they have to have a lot of machinery and so on to kind of mine that and, and put out, uh, you know, all the, you know, the issues about maintaining this, these big, huge, massive computer systems to, to create these, this blockchain? And, and how does how does that affect our our? Uh, well, know, where are the environmentalists when you need them? They yeah, should be going you, berserk over that, Brian. Right, right. That was the question I had is, OK, well. Our governments are all going to get into that. Well, how does that make it everything green? I mean, they should be like the squirrel getting let out of the cage kind of thing. <laughs> there you go. 
just going berserk. But they're not right. really. They don't seem to talk about it much. They just want to shut you down and politically ruin your life and prevent you from having a hamburger. Don't worry about the, the computers doing crypto there, Brian. Yeah. Just put it in hamburgers, okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See how crazy these people are? I mean, they're just, wow. All right, yeah. headline says this. Here's why the supply chain problems will only get worse. Now, I thought that was a good enough headline, and I read the article, but I, I thought Brian and I could kind of talk a little bit about why we think the supply chain is going to get worse. Any thoughts, Brian? Well, I, I think the reason it's getting worse in, in the fact is, is we've relied on all these other countries to subsidize us now. Instead of doing it here, we've, we've sold our, all our you know, machinery and equipment over here like Geneva Steel. I think they came, took it apart, and shipped it to China. Or, you know, you, know, so you stop the farmer from growing all this or the cattlemen to do that. We're going to subsidize it and bring it over from other countries. I think that's the Yeah, biggest. and we're going to pay our farmers not to grow, right? Right, right. While we go exactly ahead and bring right. in, you know, whatever. Um, it, it's amazing why we get, you know, you look at your orange juice carton or whatever. It's like, hey, brought in from Brazil or whatever. And you're <laughs> going, why do we need to bring oranges into Brazil? Don't they grow those things in Florida? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> That's right. It's like, but, you know, and, and we do this. So I think part of the reality is this just-in-time inventory idea uh, that I think is problematic by nature. I think the buy and sell mentality that we've um, engaged in for the last several decades in, quote, a first world nation is a lot of the problem. You don't need to get and spend, get and spend, get and spend, get and spend all the time. And so we've created this need for products that's not reality, Brian. There's so much fiat, fake money out there. Everybody feels wealthy. You don't have one TV because, hey, it's good to have a TV. You've got like eight now, I'm not saying Brian has eight TVs. I'm just saying America has a bunch of TVs. Or, you know, we can't just have one kitchen in our house. By golly, got to have a kitchen in the basement, too. So now I don't need one microwave. I need two. And then in case one goes down, I really ought to have a backup microwave, don't you think, Brian? Because, I mean, the popcorn would just not get popped if I didn't have. See, and we just go down this get and spend mentality. And I think the just-in-time inventory matched with the over-hyper uh, spending and getting and spending idea, you put those two together and you're asking for trouble. Yeah, boy, no doubt about it. You hit that right on <laughs> That's exactly right. I also think there's a worker shortage, though. Hey, man, why should I work if the government's going to steal half my money from taxes? Why should I work? We talked to a girl the other day that was a waitress, and we said, how much do you make an hour? And she said, two fifteen. Yeah. Now, Brian, it's true, $2.15, because minimum wage doesn't apply to the restaurant business. They worked their way out of that one and said, hey, tips will make it up for her. Well, I'll tell you yeah. the rest of the story in seconds. Brian Rust with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about honest money on your radio. RustQuentingGift.com. you got a friend in the coin business. Quick pause. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education. 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be a good example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Amen to that. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always, ladies and gentlemen. You say amen to that. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Brian Rust. Doing a great job, ladies and gentlemen, telling us really the things that we need to know about America. We're talking about here's why the U.S. supply chain seems to be melting down. And I say just-in-time inventory coupled with this crazy idea of the economy in America, too. You know what? Kids are supposed to have what their parents worked 40 years to get the second they, like, wake up, you know? second they uh, get old enough to get a driver's license, they're like, hey, man, i got to have a nice $70,000 car. You mean I don't have a house? What the crap is going on around here? You know, this entitlement mentality combined with just-in-time inventory combined with a get-and-spend craze going on, economically speaking. Most generations saved for things, bought things very frugally as they worked to get out of debt. We want it all, and we want it all now. Forget getting out of debt, for heck's sakes. Why should I get out of debt when the federal government's in debt to the eyeballs? Okay, this, all these things are combined. Why the U.S. supply chain problems will only get worse. It'll only get worse, too, because you have, quote, international laws. You're dealing with communists. You're dealing with terrorists. You're dealing with international trade, where disruptions occur, etc. Pirates on the sea. Weather catastrophes as we turn against God. You put all these things together, and hey, <laughs> the supply chain problems... They've been uh, in trouble for a long time. They've been on the brink of difficulty from 66 things from Sunday. Uh, and all it takes is one or two to start creating the uh, the slide, the problem. Hey, you know, just in time doesn't work when it's not in time, right? Uh, workers don't work when they don't make hardly any money. So this girl made two fifteen an hour because restaurants don't have to follow minimum wage. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for minimum wage in the first place. But she said tips will make up the difference. Well, it turns out that she was the only waitress in the whole restaurant, Brian. And we said, what the yeah. heck's up with that? And she said, nobody else will work. We can't get anybody yeah, else that's... to work. And we said, why? Well, and another... she said, because it's just too intense. You know, people are rude, and it's just uh, you're, you're running every second. 
there's just not enough money in it to make sense for people that can't pay their bills. I said, well, what are you doing? She said, I'm just trying to make people happy so that I can get tips. The everything shortage, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the beginning of the end. I think that these shortages are going to make things worse. One's going to lead to the next, going to lead to the next. Pretty soon, that restaurant where this dear girl works is going to be shut down because they're going to be like, hey, we can't run it with hardly anybody. I've even went to restaurants and their doors are closed and I knock on the window because somebody's inside and they open the door and I say, what's going on? They say, well, we can't open because we just don't have the employees. Some are only doing drive throughs for the same reason. Well, this everything shortage being the beginning and the end, uh, beginning of the end, one thing is going to lead to another, Brian. Every one of these pieces, it's, 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 the, the economy is not just a singular reality. It's a supply and demand reality based on an ecosystem, Brian. Yeah, boy, you hit that right. I mean, uh, and, and eventually, I mean, that, that waitress, I mean, she's going to get burned out. She can't do it all. And so she's running. Yeah, poor and, girl. And, and, and you can't, everybody isn't going to be happy. I mean, that's just, I guess, the norm is not everybody is on the same page. But it's, yeah, the the infrastructure in our, our society, is it's been an ongoing thing. And, it, and, and little by little, we just see this. And it's kind of like, you know, I kind of think of, of Satan's plan. Little by little, I'm just going to lead you down to hell. You're not going to see it at first. You're not going to be seeing it in here and so on. And before you know it, yeah, you're right here. We got you. You kind of thing. And that's, and, and I don't know if the agenda from the top, which is very wicked, I would say, uh, you know, that this agenda is really uh, creating this, this, this major havoc. And we, like I say, we've resourced everything out of our country. It's not back. I mean, realistically you mentioned the fact of okay when he gets 16 he wants a vehicle well guy, the vehicles of old you know they were built in america and we could get parts and we probably could still get parts for those old vehicles we don't need chips and we could probably go down and get that that rusted out 65 mustang or whatever that is you know or those vehicles and maybe get them back on track and get them back rolling and, and but i'm just saying we 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 were frugal we we build it here we were able to maintain it here and now we're relying on the, the rest of the world to take care of us who who don't like us anyway and now because we've created you know whether it's, we're over there interfering and and creating war and all these other things and it's just a, a domino effect to where we are right now and, and we look and we shake our heads and say what's going on why well and and yet the agenda on the left I don't even know what they're doing, our president. I don't even know what he does anymore. He kind of comes up there and looks at the paper and asks three questions to the right people that are going to ask his questions. And It's just chaotic all the way around, and, and we wonder, well, how did we get to this point? Yeah, funny, but it's, uh, it's sad, but it's, we, <laughs> that's where we're at. It's funny. It's sad. It's scary. It's concerning. I submit to you, Brian, it's all uh, the of the above. And, right. you know, I would submit to you that you can't solve it on a global scale yourself or even on a United States scale yourself. Uh, we have created a crisis. Why did we put all the raw materials over in Asia? By nature of putting all of our businesses there over the last several decades, we've literally pushed all raw materials there, sourcing, if you will. To make product now, you know what we couldn't bring it home in 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 five years if we tried. It's just too complex. It's too big. Right. Now I'm not saying it can't over time morph, but it can't happen on a time. It can't happen quickly. Why have we put all of our eggs in that basket? That to me is not only a concern from an economic point of view, but it's a national security crisis as well, Brian. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, <clears throat> crazy. And, you know, the thing is, is we, you know, a lot of the, the resourcing went overseas and so on because it was cheaper. Okay, well, we can do this cheaper. Well, perhaps, yeah, you can do it cheaper because maybe it's uh, child labor or maybe uh, we, we turn a blind eye to maybe really what's going over there. They, I mean, we were, we're figuring, okay, we want $15 an hour wage over here. And they're they're going to pay their people what a, a dollar a dollar a day I I don't know but we we turn a blind eye but it's cheaper it's help it, it's going to help build my my company because I can send it over there I can get it cheaper it's like Shark Tank you get on Shark Tank Mr Wonderful on Shark Tank it's everything about getting it over to China well right now if we look at okay should we have done all that or should we have tried to build it within our own country and 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 strengthen those uh, companies it's kind of like this uh, Exxon Oil. Uh, Biden jumps right in and fires all those people. We're not going to have you guys do it. We're going to resource it over here to, to uh, we're going to give a pass to uh, um, Russia, Putin, and let him bring in the oil. Okay, well, <laughs> look at look at where it's put us. It's it's just really put us in a hard spot, and it's 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 really sad that it's it's gotten to this this point. And then you've got you've got like defund the police and do this, and it's just a ripple effect that's happening in our country. And we're thinking, what? What are? We? I mean, it's just it's just crazy all the things that are going on. I mean, it's just chaotic all the way around. My daughter, after she saw the pretty gold, she said, "Dad, do you think I ought to get some gold?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, it takes money to get gold. It takes that fake money to get real money sometimes." And she right. said, "Yeah, good point." And I said, "You know, do I think you ought to get gold, and that's the only thing you ought to have?" No. Do I think you got to get a little bit of gold, get a little bit of silver, get a little bit of food storage, get a little bit of medical supplies, get a little bit of uh, beans, band-aids, and bullets, if you will? Yeah. Do I think you got to increase your portfolio? Yeah. Do I think a 401k is good? Uh, in part. I think that all these um, options, uh, the more broad and the more diverse our portfolio is, I think the better off we are. And gold and silver is a great investment, but you got to understand the nature of the investment. If you expect it to be a Bitcoin to go from zero to three gazillion and back to zero in five minutes, no. But if you expect gold and silver to be a hedge and a stability reality in your portfolio, the answer is yes. Do I think you got to panic and get all your gold at once or silver at once? No. I think you got to create a steady day in and day out monthly growth plan uh, where you slowly but surely get a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And pretty soon you look at it and go, I got quite a bit there, Brian. Uh, that's my recommendation for all of us, and so that's what I told my daughter. Yeah, you're you're right on, and that that's kind of the you know God's plan was house of order, and I think that's that's that same house of order, just like you said. I mean, peace of mind is house of order. I mean, if if we have a little bit of this put away and a little of that put away, and food storage and our necessities and all these things a little bit of put away, that's peace of mind because as it unravels, as as our society unravels and so on. We're not running down to Costco. We're not running here to the store every day. We're not, you know, we're peace of mind and says, hey, hey, we we prepared, prepared for that rainy day because we knew that at some point in our, our leaders or, you know, for me, our, our church leaders and others that are, have been preaching this for a long time saying, hey, there's going to be some trials and tribulations coming forward and, and we need to prepare. And so that peace of mind is basically just as you said, a little bit here, a little, put a little bit away, put a little, and it adds up. And then you're in a that peace of mind mode that you don't you can help your neighbor basically right we can bless god's children and uh ourselves because we wait a minute brian help your neighbor i thought you were just supposed to rat on your neighbor <laughs> well that's what they want right <laughs> just sell your neighbor out 
<laughs> Believe it or not, that's what Joe Biden's talking about right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, believe it or not, headline talks about this. It said the Biden administration will most likely rely on informants to enforce its COVID-19 vaccination mandate. Regarding employers, experts say the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, of course, is tasked with putting forward the rules. But they're going to require workers to snitch on one another to make the project work, Brian. Yeah, that is unbelievable. That's just what you would – that's just what I expect from that uh, that agenda from that group, you know, the, the high and mighty – presidential group that we have right now that's just what i would expect yeah rat out your neighbor that's satan's plan well that's maybe that's kind of yes sir <laughs> so pretty evil there yes and it is. i think that's great. something i think that's something we really need to double down on making sure people understand ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> turning your government against your neighbor is satan's plan doing all you can to protect and help and support and love your neighbor is the answer. Now, I know they'd say, well, I just want you to get the Corona vaccine to protect and love you. Um, I don't know that a man-made trust in the arm of flesh jab is the act of love necessarily. <laughs> but I, I look at this, Brian, and I say, we need to think about how we treat one another, though, um, because I think that's a great gauge of society, of how we act towards those around us. Uh, amen. I, I, I agree as well. Respect for uh, each other and and, and uh, the ability to communicate and and uh, <clears throat> have patience with each other and love and and, and, and yeah, there's no no doubt about it. It's it's like your immediate family. You don't you don't you know there's some bickering going on, but we can sit down, we can talk about it. There's love here. We don't want to you know, and we we create that atmosphere, and uh, we respect each other, and uh, and yeah, and, and we we hug and <laughs> and, uh, and and talk it out. I mean it's. We're not going to rat on you. I Billy did this, and he stole. I mean, once you start doing that, and we start uh, alienating ourselves, and so it becomes a, a much tougher thing. But ladies well, and gentlemen, we want to build relationships of trust, not enemies of fear. And when you start ratting on your neighbors, what you get is this fear mentality of what's going to happen to me bad next from the guy that's over there. That's that's my enemy. We need to have love and relationships of trust and be neighborly and kind and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That would be our advice, along with getting some constitutional currency. would recommend that as well. <laughs> RussQuentingGift.com. Thank you so much, Brian. God bless you, sir. Hey, thanks, Sam. Great show. The Honest Money Report, always on your radio every Thursday. Spread the word. RussQuentingGift.com. you got a coin in the friend business. you also got a friend in the coin business. All right. Hour one of the can... Hour two coming up. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. There's so much 
to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. There's really so little time to really get it all done. I mean, there's just so many news stories going on, so much information. They're literally trying to overwhelm us with news. Uh, And I just put in the test folder a Ron Paul update that we're going to get to in a second, uh, Cameron, talking to the uh, producer here just a minute. I just popped that in there, so it'll take a minute for it to be available. Uh, But I'm just telling you, there's so much news. It is shocking. The Biden administration will most likely rely on informants to betray everyone over the vaccine mandate, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they've got planned for you. Not only are we going to put together an unconstitutional, abusive, hostile mandate for experimental vaccines, experimental bioweapons. Not only are we going to do that, but then we're going to get your neighbors and turn everybody against everybody. All the way down to your local dog catcher. All the way down to your neighbor. And instead of having trust and thinking of your neighbor as yourself, doing to others as you would like them to do to you, all these guidelines that we got from our savior jesus christ we're going to turn to government it's going to be snitch nation okay it's going to be don't trust your neighbor in fact you can't let your neighbor know anything you do you can't let your neighbor hear you say anything or do anything because if you do your neighbor's going to be the snitch to just ruin your life there what kind of a society will that make i fear for it ladies and gentlemen I fear for it. All right. You know, Donald Trump, there's a lot of talk about the Donald and a lot of talk about him being a patriot's patriot, by golly, the best president we've ever known on one hand of the coin to the other is like, hey, Donald Trump's a, a criminal. He's part of the deep state. He's a bad guy. And you know what? To some degree, both may be elements of truth. But I know this. Operation Warp Speed, fast track of vaccines was Donald's baby. And now just think what Biden's doing after he caught the ball from Donald's, I don't know what you want to call it, Hail Mary. And now Biden's got the ball carrying it for the Donald, right? Let's continue with this vaccine abuse. So that's how Donald's the bad guy. Uh, But Donald Trump Jr. is trying to make a name for himself and really getting big into politics as well. We've had him on this show. Sadly, he's uh, hesitant to come back. I wonder what he's afraid of. Uh, nevertheless, um, as you know, Donald Trump Jr. used to be married to Vanessa Trump. And they got divorced. They had five children and they had troubles in their marriage for quite some time, many are saying. And they got divorced. I think it's a sad day. But Donnie got a new girlfriend, right? Most of you know it's Kimberly Guilfoyle, and I thought I'd do a little bit of an expose, if you didn't know, if you weren't aware, of who, just who is Kimberly Guilfoyle. I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea who she is, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know, but she was the first lady of San Francisco some years ago. Did you know that? Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, used to be the first lady of San Francisco when her husband was the mayor. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. In 2001, Kimberly Guilfoyle (coughs) married Gavin Newsom, now the governor of California. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, they didn't get along too well. Divorced uh, in 06, I think it was, something like that. Then she worked at Fox News from 2006 to 2018. She co-hosted The Five on the network, by the way. So that's Kimberly Guilfoyle. Her family's uh, liberal. Chelsea's, or I'm sorry, Vanessa's family is liberal. Yeah, man, Donnie Jr. likes the liberal chicks, man. And uh, Kimberly um, was literally married to Gavin Newsom, now the governor of California, a whacked-out extreme governor, I'll tell you that. But I find it fascinating when we think just who is Kimberly. You think she's conservative. She was on, you know, a Donald Trump's advisor. Donald Trump used to be a Democrat, too. Kimberly, uh, very liberal. Used to be married to Gavin Newsom, of all people. Now she's Donnie's girlfriend, and she's supposedly super conservative. These are the kind of people that Fox picks up, right? Just who is Kimberly Guilfoyle? Well, she used to be the first lady of San Francisco. In 2001, she married Gavin Newsom. She worked at Fox News for literally, what, 2006 to 18, 12 years? I find that very fascinating. Do you think she's really a conservative now? Do you think she really transformed from a super liberal to a super conservative now? What do you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? I just find that interesting. Interesting indeed. Because I didn't know much about Kimberly. You know, but now, you know, you see her on, you know, you saw her on Fox. You kind of know that side. But what about her origins? I mean, did you know, how many people know that Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to Gavin Newsom and now she's hanging out with Donald Trump Jr.? On the, quote, conservative campaign trail with the Donald. Donald Trump's advisor is Kimberly. Imagine getting a a, a chick that used to be married to Gavin Newsom in Democrat circles. Uh, an attorney, a prosecutor attorney. And a, okay, This is Kimberly. And getting her to be your advisor. And see, Donald's got all the wrong advisors, man. You got his daughter, an advisor, and her husband, Jared. These advisors, very liberal. <laughs> You got Donnie's girlfriend now, Kimberly, very liberal. No wonder Trump made some of the decisions that he made. He's got all the wrong advisors, I'll tell you that. Yeah, the first lady of San Francisco married to Gavin Newsom. Reincarnate, now she's, uh, or incarnate, whatever you want to say, morphed politically, a chameleon. Now she's Donald's advisor. And then we say, Donald, hey, he's the most conservative president we've ever known. By golly, he got ripped off in the elections as if the Democrats are the only ones committing election fraud and Republicans never do that. And then we run around and go, what? Man, Donald sure got ripped off. Well, now it turns out that Newsom's vanishing act, he literally got the COVID shot booster. He vanished from society for about 11 to 12 days. He just showed up. But they say his vanishing act linked to a horrific COVID shot reaction, reports are now alleging. WND.com with the article. But two different reports now have linked the several days-long disappearance of California Governor Gavin Newsom to COVID shots and the reaction that he suffered from those COVID shots. The source asked to not be identified. That's interesting. 
but described Newsom's symptoms as similar to those suffered by patients with Guillain or Guillain Barr syndrome. Yeah, it doesn't go well. Going out in public is kind of a problem when that happens, right? Anyway, so, you know, I don't know, but the governor denying it. The governor in his office saying, no, I just had some family concerns. My kids wanted me for Halloween. What? What are you talking about, man? Halloween was like last month, buddy. It ain't got nothing to do with it. But he claims he just had his kids and and he needed to do things at home. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's the chief of the CHD, said if it's true that the governor has suffered debilitating neurological injuries following vaccination, then it raises grave ethical questions about his seemingly dishonest efforts to conceal his injuries while at the same time implementing aggressive policies to force the children and working people of California to endure the same risks that he had bad luck with. In other words, hey, if he really did have uh, bad effects from the COVID and he's now hiding that, shame on him when he's forcing kids and workers to suffer the same fate. Shame on the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Used to be married to Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is now Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. Very strange circles, ladies and gentlemen. If you were super conservative, would you marry a girl like that? Uh, And you would say, well, you know what? Sometimes you get married and you don't really have political aspirations or knowledge, and then you wake up and, man, you're married. That's a different discussion. Kimberly's got a past, a history, long as your arm that you can see in politics. And uh, so does Donald Jr. But they're two politically opposites, big time, if you will. Kimberly, I guess, has one child. Yeah, you know, there you have it. But she's a good fundraiser. They say she's a good prosecuting attorney. Very, very strange stuff, if you ask my opinion. But is it true? Is it true that Governor Newsom had a bad reaction to the cocoa shot? How do we find out the truth on that, ladies and gentlemen? We have two reports saying it's true. How many, uh, what do we got to do when the, when the governor denies it? How do we demand or get the truth? Huh? The truth is hard to come by sometimes, isn't it? All right, quick pause. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. 
and she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, libertyroundtable.com, Liberty News Radio, lovingliberty.net, and by the way, the Loving Liberty website has an incredible app, Android or iPhone, where you can download and listen to live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. You can also follow the Twitter feed, give feedback, make donations, and a whole lot more with the app, Get Yours Today. Newsom's Vanishing Act is very interesting. Really, two reports link his days-long disappearance to Coco bad reaction from shot. Governor says not true. Uh, but you know what? How do we get to the truth? Two reports say it's true. And as Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, there's a serious problem if it is true. Literally suffering yourself and then forcing children and the workforce to suffer the same possible fate that you're experiencing now. What is up with these people? All right, ladies and gentlemen, they say it's finally happening. Trump is officially launching, quote, Truth Social. And that's his new social media news site or social media site called Follow the Truth. Yep, it's called Truth Social. That's why the slogan, tagline, Follow the Truth. Truth Social, by the way, they say is America's big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation without discriminating against political ideology. Join the waiting list, it says. Now, this is my problem. I have heard for literally years Donald getting in the media. Donald's going to launch his own TV network, his own radio station, his own TV station, his own whatever, whatever. And I've heard it forever. And every day or every other day, I get new emails. Are you going to sign up for Don's this? Are you going to be part of Donald's that? Are you, are you going to show your um, loyalty to Donald and sign up for his 
Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump hasn't done anything in the media yet. Oh, I know he did apprentice. I understand. But I'm talking about in modern day. He hasn't put together a media political network. They've taken him off of uh, what Twitter and, and all that stuff for literally almost two years now, right? Or a year and a half at least. No Twitter, no Facebook for you, Donald. Uh, then I hear that Donald's going to be creating his own network. He created from the desk of Donald Trump, which cranked up, was short-lived, and got shut down. Now I hear that he's going to create this social media network, Truth Social. But my problem with this, ladies and gentlemen, is I hear over and over and over that it's coming. Sam, sign up. Sam, are you part of it? Sam, will you be involved in it? Sam, will you, will you, will you? But every time I turn around, I don't see it happening. If I go to truthsocial.com right now, right, on the web, if I just go to truthsocial.com, I'll tell you what I get. I get a page. It says, follow the truth. Truth Social, and then it's what I read you. is America's Big Ten, honest global conversation. Then there's an app store thing. Then there's a join the waiting list. Who wants my first name, my last name, my mobile number, or my email? Then it's I agree to Truth Social's terms of service and privacy policy. I also agree to emails from Truth Social, and I agree that I can opt out of the Truth Social subscription at any time. Then there's a sign up button, privacy policy, terms of service. Then there's a CCPAC privacy policy and a GBPR policy, which I don't even know what those are. But there you have that. And if you dig into the privacy policy and the terms of service on Donald Trump's media platform, Truth Social, where you can't really sign up, it just says, hey, get on a waiting list. They say, welcome to the team. Oh, they call it the Team Media website. This site's been created for your entertainment as well as for educational and personal use. Please read Section 17s and 18s carefully because they have a binding arbitration agreement and a class action waiver which may affect your legal rights. Why are they doing that? They say these, you know, constitute a legally binding agreement between you. And then this MediaTek group. Intellectual property rights, privacy policy. Wow. User representations, registration. Communication preferences and consent. Prohibited activities. Listen to this. Remember, he touts this website, (laughs) True Social, which isn't even launched yet. But every day I hear it's launched. It just isn't, right? Prohibited activities. Okay. Terms of service. You may not access or use the site for any purpose other than that for which we make the site available. That could be anything they want, couldn't it? 
The site may not be used in conjunction with any personal endeavors except that or those that are specifically endorsed or approved by us. As a user of the site, you agree not to systematically retrieve data or other content from the site to create or compile or either directly or indirectly a collection, a compilation, database or directory without written permission from us to make any unauthorized use of the site, including connecting usernames or email addresses of users by electronic or other means for the purpose of sending unsolicited email or any created automated accounts by false pretenses. Use a buying agent or purchasing agent to make purchases on the site. Use the site to advertise or sell goods or services. Anyway, circumvent, disable security features. Engage unauthorized framing or linking to the site. Trick, defraud, or mislead other users. Make improper use of our support services. Anyway, they got a big, long, long list. I don't understand. You can't use any part of any effort to compete with us or otherwise use the site and or content for any revenue-generating endeavor or commercial enterprise. Wow. Now listen to this. You may not harass, annoy, intimidate, or threaten any of our employees or agents engaged in providing any portion of the site to you. Anyway, it's a big, long, long agreement. You cannot listen to this. Disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us or the site. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, it's a big, long, long, long agreement. I don't even know how to respond to how long it is. Anyway, there's Donald's, quote, truth social. But I don't see it. I just hear everybody asking me if I'm going to be a member of it over and over and over. But I can't even sign up for it unless I get a personal invite, which means really a beta right now. But aren't you hearing everywhere that it's being released? I just find it very strange. Very strange indeed. That it's never, never really happening at all. It's just they talk about it, they talk about it, they talk about it. You know what, Donald? I can help you launch your media service, buddy, faster than whoever you've got doing it for you can do it. Why don't you start with radio, buddy? We can literally crank up a radio channel for you in less than a couple of weeks. We can put it together full of hosts. All right, you don't want to do radio. Maybe Brighty on TV could put you up a TV channel, Donald. 
Maybe Ben Swan could put up a, uh, a channel for you. I mean, they're working on the Sovereign TV Network as well. There's a lot of us that are already doing this, President Trump. Why don't you fund us, support us, and partner with us? Your vaporware system, I'm just not seeing anything real. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. South Dakota's House launched an investigation Tuesday into whether the state's attorney general should be impeached for his conduct surrounding a car crash last year that killed a pedestrian. Their House voted to have a committee prepare a report and recommend whether Attorney General Jason Ravensborg should be impeached. Inflation data released Wednesday indicates inflation in October grew at its fastest rate in 30 years. The 6.2% inflation rate has Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, thinking about putting President Biden's social spending bill off until next year. With a limited number of legislative days left in the year, Manchin is content to focus on issues that need to be addressed now. Former NFL player Henry Ruggs III has been formally charged with four felony counts of DUI and reckless driving. Police say Ruggs was driving at 156 miles per hour on a Las Vegas, Nevada surface street before the crash that killed 23-year-old Tina Tintor. USA Radio News. There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. With guidelines and regulations changing by the week, one thing is certain. You need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. President Biden has chosen not to sign the bipartisan infrastructure bill into law until next week. He's not going to sign it into law until Monday by his own choice. But President Biden is certainly out talking about that huge infrastructure bill that Congress gave final approval to last week. Speaking at the Port of Baltimore on Wednesday, the president said the measure is going to make a big difference in the United States, not just with roads and highways and fixing ailing bridges, but also by upgrading ports like the Port of Baltimore. It's going to modernize our ports with $17 billion in investment. Before that stop in Baltimore, the president was in Delaware where he attended a funeral for that state's first ever female governor. The former governor, Ruth Minner, died last week at 86. From the New England Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Thursday night football tonight has the Ravens at the Dolphins. USA Radio News. ladies and gentlemen back with you live sam bushman on your radio you know i play a lot of ron paul stuff or Rand paul stuff because you know what i know they're not perfect but i think they do uh, the best job of almost anybody out in the media a lot of people do a really good job but ron has just done a great job for years 
Uh, and Ron Paul literally uh, exposes how hostile these vaccine executives really are. Fide- Pfizer's CEO critics are criminals. This came out yesterday. It's on the Ron Paul report, basically. Uh, and I didn't. I don't. I can't play it all. It's like 27 minutes long. But I got the relevant clip here. I want you to listen to this, Ron Paul. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Bill Gates has been a villain. He's still a villain, but I think we have a new arch villain. His name is Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer. If I were his PR advisors, I would have told him to stay behind the curtain because once he emerged from the curtain, really the true extent of his evil is exposed out there for everyone. My first impression upon seeing the interview, and we'll watch a little bit of it, but does this sound like a man who's very confident in his company or his product, that he has to go around saying the people who demonize, who say anything about my product are criminals? And here's this quote about people who spread, quote, misinformation on the shots. Quote, these people are criminals, he told Atlantic Council CEO. They're not bad people, they're criminals, because they have literally cost millions of lives. A, he sounds pretty unhinged to me, and we'll have actually a clip from the weirder part of that interview coming up, but he talks about dark forces going after him and his company. He sounds a little paranoid and a little unhinged, but let's look at this, uh, at, the, at, the, uh, at the word misinformation. I wonder who he's talking about. Is he talking about Rochelle Walensky, the, <laughs> the director of the CDC, because she said these vaccines do not prevent transmission. So maybe she's the one who's a criminal misinformation. Uh, is it the CDC itself that's criminal? Um, is it the VAERS database, the Adverse Reactions database? Because we see 17,000 vaccine-related, apparently vaccine-related deaths attributed uh, in the VAERS database. Again, we don't know because they haven't been investigated. But if I were Albert Borla, and someone were asking me about this and misinformation, I would say, you know what? We are concerned about these 15, 17, however many thousand people that are in this. So we're going to take a little bit of our huge chunk of profit from these shots, and we're going to disprove all those misinformation people. We're going to put some money in and investigate every one of those adverse deaths, and we're going to show you that they're not in any way related to the vaccine. There you go. You put your money where your mouth is, and you can shut everyone up who's getting increasingly concerned about it. Yes, and um, he, he uses a strong term, criminal. Criminals are to be arrested. They're to be punished. They are to be destroyed. And uh, he did try to qualify that um, it's not everybody. It's just a few people who have these controls. So uh, he doesn't blame everybody, but uh, he certainly works on the effort of conveying information to everybody and the people who are the real enemies that don't, don't agree with, with, with him. And I keep thinking, you know, um, if, if you're going to call them criminals, there must be some, you know, in the old days, uh, we, used to <clears throat> we used to think that to be charged as a criminal, you, you had to be tried, you had to be charged with something, and you had to have uh, juries and trials. But this is the case, you're just labeled. Yeah. You're, you're, you're labeled, and uh, it's always, who's, who's the decider? 
But I think we had a president once that used to call himself yeah, the, the, the decider. Yeah. He, he's the president. He's the decider. This guy's not even the president, yeah. but he works with the president. He, and they, he works with I mean, He's the president of a big company. Maybe the big companies are the real presidents, you know, when yeah. you think about the deep state. So maybe psychologically he, he thinks, well, he, he talks like, and you pointed it out in your opening statement, he talks as if he is, by golly, the decider. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they should be punished and uh, uh, so uh, so so interesting because it's not when they're needing to uh, you know we're at a point where it looks like things are turning around turning our direction and there's more resistance than ever before and uh, they're they're buckling down so that might be a sign that they're not confident that they're that they're spouting off because uh, they're afraid they're not winning this argument. And when they see the crowds, uh, you know, standing out there resisting, uh, uh, resisting arrests, and what I think is pretty neat is, you know, I loved it when the mothers and, uh, you know, went out there to protect their kids. But what, what about the working man? The working man is generally thought, you know, to be the friend of big government and band-aids and the government's going to take care of them. But it's interesting now that so many of them are resisting and so many of them, you, you, you know, are either being fired or quitting just because of the over uh, emphasis on the government mandates, which is the opposite of liberty. People still, uh, you know, value their liberty. Yeah. Well, let's look at uh, our new villain, arch villain of the week, right? Let's look at this first clip. Here he is, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. He makes more money than you do by about a factor of a zillion. Uh, but he thinks you're a criminal. But here's the funny thing, Dr. Paul. He says people who spread misinformation about the vaccine are criminals, as you say, implying, of course, they should go to the gulag. Well, look at this next clip, and I'm scratching my head reading it. This is, it. This is just a, a, a picture. But look at this next picture here, if we can put it up. This is Borla in the same interview. He said Tuesday that life for many people can, quote, go back to normal once many of the vax unvaccinated get vaccinated. Quote, the only thing that stands between the new way of life and the current way of life is, frankly, hesitancy to vaccinations. But you know what? I think he's the one spreading misinformation because as we've done on this show and as so many have done, if you look at the countries with the highest percentage of vaccine vaccinations, Israel, number one, UK, Lithuania, every country with huge 85, 90% fully vaccinated, they are now the countries with the highest, highest level of outbreaks. So what he said is frankly disinformation, misinformation, I think he needs to turn himself in. You know, he, he uh, of course, is an ally with Bill Gates. Have it, ladies and gentlemen. He can sleep. turn himself in for being a criminal. Um, Pfizer's CEO, Albert Berla, also says that vaccine refusers are murderous criminals who seek to stop the new way of life trying to come in. This just shows the more you hear from these criminal leaders, whether it be whacked out Fauci, whether it be Joe Biden, whether it be this whacked out Pfizer CEO, Albert Berla. These guys are just dishonest. This guy says because I'm a vaccine refuser that I'm a criminal because I'm costing lives. 
Well, I don't know if you know, ladies and gentlemen, but I got the COVID for sure once, I believe twice. And I bring this up because I just took a antibody test. Of course, they say antibody tests can't be used to tell you how safe you are or not or whatever. But I went down there and I got a blood antibody test. And the test has a, a ratio. And I don't know everything about this. I got to call the testing company to get more data, more intel on this. But basically, here's how the test is. If you have it below the number one, then you don't have antibodies from COVID. Right? If you have above one, then you say, yes, you have COVID antibodies. Then they go on to say, but you know what? This test can't tell you whether you have enough antibodies to be safe. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of what the word is. Where you can't get the COVID. They don't know the number for that. So there you have it. But I had a 10.46 on my antibody score. So in other words, the number is number one above. You've got COVID antibodies below a one. I've got 10 times that antibodies in my system. Now, I don't know what a vaccinated person would have. And I don't know how that would compare to the 10, meaning if somebody else had a 20 and I had a 10, are they less likely to get the COVID than me? I don't think they know. They don't have that word, right? Think about that. But I look at it and I go, so I've got 10 times the antibodies of what's, you know, necessary to determine uh, and I think, you know, am I safe and effective to walk around? I've got natural immunity. Big time, right? But they don't give any credence to that at all. There you have it. What a shame. And they say I'm spreading misinformation. Uh, what? How many antibodies does the vaccine give you? Do they know? All right, Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. 
A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is, again, the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to respond to the misinformation. <laughs> this is just shocking, the information that's coming out as they continue to deny the truth. So Pfizer CEO Albert Berla says that vaccine refusers are criminals, murderous criminals, who are trying to stop the new way of life from coming in. I want to know what he means by new way of life. But the Pfizer CEO says critics are criminals as well. And that anybody that's spreading disinformation is a criminal. But now let me give an example. I told you vaccines weren't safe and effective. And they say, oh, yes, they are, Sam. And then we say, well, you guys used to say that it developed an immunity. Now it just um, provides greater defense. But there's no test even after a vaccine that can tell you how safe you are or anything like that. Well, there's a guy by the name of Dr. Ramirez. Now, listen carefully to how they manipulate the data. So remember, the Pfizer CEO says if you're spreading information on coronavirus, you're a criminal. So he's admitting that he's a criminal. But nevertheless, so is Dr. Ramirez, because listen to this. They say it's possible to receive vaccines and not develop antibodies, says Dr. Ramirez. They say this can be a failure of the individual's immune system to respond to the vaccine and to generate antibody responses. So let me explain to you. This is how they're telling you that the vaccines are safe and effective. It's never the vaccine's fault. If you take a vaccine and you don't generate any antibodies from it, it's not the vaccine's failure. It is your immune system's failure, says Dr. Ramirez. It's a failure of the uh, immune system to respond to the vaccine and develop antibodies. So your immune system failed. The vaccine didn't fail, don't you know? Now let that sink in for a second, my fellow Americans. Think about that. You've got the Pfizer CEO saying anybody spreading disinformation is a criminal. And then you've got this Dr. Ramirez saying, hey, it's possible to receive vaccines and not develop antibodies. Why? Because the immune system in the individual fails. It's not the vaccine that fails. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, what happens when you're vaccinated and you transmit coronavirus? Right? Well, it's not the vaccine that failed. Your immune system failed. Right? Can vaccinated people transmit COVID-19 to others is the question. 
Yeah. They say it might occur at a lower rate if you're vaccinated. New data released by the CDC showing that vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant can carry detectable viral loads similar to the people who are unvaccinated. Think about it. New data released by the CDC showing that vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant can carry detectable viral loads similar to those people who are unvaccinated. So I got a question. If this CEO is saying, hey, anybody spreading misinformation is a criminal, to tell me your virus vaccination is safe and effective, and then we find out that it's possible to receive vaccines and not develop antibodies, and it's your immune system that we're going to blame. And then for the new data released by the CDC showing the vaccinated people show infection viral loads, detectable viral loads, similar to those people who are not vaccinated. What does that mean? It means that the, well, the vaccine doesn't work, folks. If you don't develop antibodies, they want to blame it on your immune system. If you uh, can spread it, they just want to say, hey. Wow. They're wanting to know, should we even measure breakthrough cases? They're lying. How easily can vaccinated people spread COVID-19? The fear of breakthrough COVID-19 infections spoiled the summer. But is it a fear, ladies and gentlemen, or is it a reality of these breakthrough connections? They say vaccinated people are less likely to spread COVID. How do you know? How do you know? Wow. There you have it. So I look at this and I say, you know what? These people are flat out criminals. They say Moderna's vaccine creates twice as many antibodies as Pfizer's vaccine, study says. Story by Carolyn Chris. If one vaccine generates twice the antibodies as the other, is it legitimate to have both of them on the market? Yeah, this is according to a letter published in JAMA. The study compared the level of antibodies produced against the coronavirus spike protein. They say the research didn't measure the neutral antibodies or over time efficacy. They say a slightly higher peak. There's a host of assumptions that have not been evaluated. So what's the value 
to then say, hey, if you got the Moderna vaccine, they average 2,881 units per milliliter, who then got the other one who only had 1,000-something units per milliliter. Those who previously contracted COVID-19 had higher levels but they only compared people that are vaccinated. They didn't see who uh, only had the coronavirus, but not the vaccine. So does the different antibody levels mean better vaccine efficacy? So now they don't even know about the antibodies, ladies and gentlemen. They really don't. They don't know if you have more antibodies, if it'll last longer or do you better. Think about that for a minute. We don't know if more antibodies means that you'll have longer protection. And we also don't know if uh, the greater number of antibodies protects you more. Well, if you don't know that, then how are you going to say that since the vaccines create antibodies that it's better to be vaccinated? If you don't know about the higher number, how do you know that boosting the number helps, in other words? Think about that. But then I say... I say that they don't know these things. Then they say, I'm spreading disinformation. I don't understand how to respond to that. Okay, I don't know how to respond to that, and I'll tell you why. If you don't know... If, if the increased number of antibodies makes a difference, and you don't know what level it needs to be, but you say that one Moderna's creates twice as many antibodies as Pfizer's, and you don't know what that means, right? If you don't know what that means in terms of its effectiveness or anything else, how can you tell me that the vaccine even helps at all? What measurements are you using to determine that the vaccine helps? And if you can't tell me that the number of antibodies make a difference, then why would I take a shot that gives half the number of antibodies versus a shot that gives me twice as much? Which one's better to take? Well, here's the interesting thing. Don't they say that both of those are like 90-something plus effective? Well, if that's true, then double the amount of antibodies doesn't matter too much, does it? Well, if double the number of antibodies don't matter, how much antibodies do we need? And they don't know. But then why does it matter that Moderna's vaccine creates twice as many antibodies as Pfizer's vaccine? Why does it matter? Well, we don't know. Then I say the fact that they don't know is a problem because they're telling me that I got to get a vaccine to be safe and effective. But if they don't know how much antibodies we got to have, and one gives twice as much as the other, who's peddling misinformation? Is it me?
or is it them? And then they're literally doubling down and pointing to us as criminals when they blatantly state that they don't know. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem in America. The problem is that they are demanding you do certain things without evidence, without uh, proof of what they're claiming. And then they double down and say that I'm involved in misinformation. But the CDC has been giving misinformation. They're the ones that said you didn't need a mask before you do need a mask. They're the ones that said as soon as we get, hey, you know, even a, you know, a 50, 60, 70 percent of the population vaccinated, no problem. We'll be out from under the cocoa. No, well, we're sorry. That's not really true. Well, it was true until variant D came out. Or the Delta variant or whatever. New data was released by the CDC showing that vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant can carry detectable viral loads same as the other guys. Well, that's not what they said before. They said the vaccines, you know, you won't be able to spread the virus. That's why they could run around without masks, but we had to have masks on the unvaxxed. That's why they could, right? But yet, they're saying to us that if we're spreading disinformation, we're criminal. What about their spreading of disinformation? Well, they're just saying we're following the science and the science changes. And then they say that we're not following the science. Well, it all depends on how you define science. What a scary scenario. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in trouble. When the folks supposedly following the science aren't very scientific, huh? And when the court says, stay the order, and President Biden says, continue anyway. We're becoming a lawless nation, and we shall reap the whirlwind as a result. Our prayers are with the greatest country on the face of the earth. I am Sam Bushman. God bless America.